Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today, Chris Taribio from Orange Coast College in beautiful Costa Mesa, California. Chris is the Manager of International Admissions and President of the International Association for College Admissions Counseling. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me here today. I'm really excited to be part of this podcast and share with all of you about the benefits of attending a community college. Well, I'm really excited because, as you mentioned, this is a conversation about Orange Coast College, which, of course, is a community college, and it's the first community college that I'll be covering on the College Admissions Process podcast. So we're very excited. So, Chris, thank you again, and let's get right to it. Let me start by simply asking you, Chris, how long have you been in admissions, and how did you end up in such a position? Good question. So I've been in admissions uh, since 2008, so I think I'm in my 14th admission cycle. So um, I started at my alma mater, the University of Hawaii at Manoa. So aloha, everyone out there. Um, <laughs> aloha. I, I got just aloha. <laughs> um, I really just got started in admission because um, after my undergraduate degree, I really wanted to work for my university. Um, and while I was an undergraduate student, I served as a new student orientation leader and I just wanted to help. And there's this job that opened first as a transfer credit specialist for a local community college. It was uh, Kapi'olani Community College working for the University of Hawaii Admissions Office. Then about a year later, I moved into student recruitment, um, was at the University of Hawaii for about five years, um, decided to make that big move to the mainland. So moved about seven years ago, uh, started at the University of California, Riverside, uh, which is part of the UC system. And from there, about a year and a half, I moved to Orange Coast College to serve as the manager of international admissions. And I've been there for seven years now. Um, so I've been involved in many different areas of admission, um, mostly for international students. Um, but my other role is I'm also the president of the International Association for College Admissions Counseling. Um, it's the largest college admissions counseling professional organization in the world. So we really specialize in the counseling of 
students looking to cross borders for their undergraduate degrees, so essentially international students. So we have about 4,000 members from 1,500 universities and high schools, um, community-based organizations, um, educational service providers, testing agencies. So it's quite a large organization that I'm overseeing. I'm actually the first community college representative uh, to ever serve as president in this organization's 26-year history. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And thank you so much for that overview. And I see, Chris, in your bio that, as you mentioned, you are the manager of international admissions. What does a typical year look like in your current role? Good question. Um, so as a manager uh, for OCC, I'm part of the administration. Um, so I oversee all of the admission and recruitment processes for international students at my college. Um, it's very different admission cycle for community colleges, where typically you have students at a four-year university applying about nine to 10 months in advance, where at community college, we really truly have rolling admission, where most of our applications actually come super late in the season. So it's a little bit of a different year um, if for those out there working in admission. For us, we start seeing a lot of applications towards the end of the spring, um, and we roll applications all the way to the first day of school for transfer students coming from different high schools and other universities and community colleges. So the work is ongoing. <laughs> um, but what's great about working for community college, to be honest, is that we have a really high yield rate. So even though I'm not reviewing as many applications, majority of these students are gonna enroll. So I like to say working for community college is really Working smarter, not necessarily harder, but I also do travel. <laughs> so um, I, because I work with international students, um, prior to the pandemic, I was traveling quite a bit. I've been to 63 different countries and we're returning wow. to being on the road. So I just came back from India on a recruitment trip. So I'm super jet lag right now, but it's really just good <laughs> to be back on the road, doing student presentations, talking to counselors, going to conferences. It's been great so far. Well, I did read on the website that OCC has a lot of international students, a lot of international interests, which I think is phenomenal. Chris, why is that? Many different reasons. I think, um, first of all, there's about a thousand community colleges in the U.S., and there's actually a very small handful of them that do really focus on providing services uh, for international students, and Orange Coast College is one of them. So I think one of the reasons why uh, we've attracted a lot of um, students from different countries is because we have really robust services for international students. When students come on an F1 student visa, there's very specific resources that they need to ensure that they comply with their F1 visa and they're going to um, eventually finish their degree or transfer to their university. Um, so for many years, we just had international students come and also our location in California, we serve um, one of the largest Vietnamese communities in the United States. So the majority of our international students come from Vietnam. Um, we also have a lot of students from Japan. That is our second largest population. And the reason why is because well, many of our Japanese students specifically are coming to learn intensive English. So one of the reasons why we have a lot of international students, too, is that we can serve students from all different types of English proficiency levels, from foundation all the way to academic level. From then on, I started traveling for the, organ for the institution. Um, and now I serve this role for international ACAC, and I think that just boosted our profile for international students, or for OCC being a destination for international students. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? 
Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Well, thank you so much for that explanation. I truly appreciate it. And Chris, I also read that OCC is one of the top transfer schools in the nation. What is it that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend OCC? Good question. Um, I think one thing is that OCC is pretty comprehensive. Um, So we're one of the largest community colleges in terms of actual size. So we have about 80 buildings to accommodate the 135 different majors and programs that we have at OCC. Um, So that is a really attractive reason why students come to OCC. Also, we have other things on campus to really ensure that students are truly having a positive, college experience in their first two years. There's a lot of misconception of community colleges simply just being a commuter school that you sit in classrooms, taking you just your general education classes, but that's 50% of what we do. You know, so we have a lot of diverse programs, which I can talk about a little bit later, Um, but really that campus life environment is one of the reasons that makes OCC very unique. We have about 60 or 70 different clubs. We have the largest two-year honors program in the United States. And we're also the only community college in Southern California with on-campus student housing. So when you put all of those resources into place, students having a positive experience, students are going to ultimately meet their academic and their personal goal. And for many of our students, it is transferring to a four-year university. Um, So I want to normalize transfer. That's the biggest thing that I want to do. The fact that, yes, you can transfer to a four-year university, that's a given, (laughs) attending a community college. So there's really no, you know, mystique about that. But what makes OCC truly unique is that students really do have a positive experience because of the amount of resources and programs that we offer at our school. Well, I love how you said you want to normalize transfers because there are so many students throughout the country that begin at a community college They try to figure out exactly what it is that they want to study. They certainly, in most cases, save a lot of money until they decide that they want to go to whatever four-year college to pursue whatever degree. So I think it's a phenomenal idea for so many students, many of whom I know that have gone to local community colleges and have done extremely well, not only pursuing their bachelor's, but even graduate studies. So thank you so much for the overview, Chris. And I was also curious what would you say are the additional benefits to attending a community college? Good question. You know, I think the, the spirit of community college is access. So one of the things about attending a community college is that you have access to so many resources and programs that, you know, a university does provide, actually. So, you know, just, you know, the low cost is one thing, you know, in terms of a benefit of attending a community college, but really just that is the, that's, it's an access thing, you know? So for example, if your student's still trying to explore your major, let's say you chose engineering as your first major and you want to explore maybe an art class or like a graphic design class, you can just sign up for a class because that's how accessible our classes are. 
Whereas going to a four-year university, sometimes you'd have to reapply to that program submit a portfolio. So it's a really good opportunity for students to explore. And I think what community colleges do to provide access is to eliminate a lot of the barriers for students who are concerned about obtaining higher education, you know, and also achieving higher education, not just obtaining it. So what I mean by that is one, you know, you can come to us with any academic profile, you know, that's one thing. And number two, you know, for California specifically, we have free community college. So it's called the Promise Program. For, so for students who graduated from a California high school, your community college is paid for for your first two years, including books. And that is not financial aid. That is just something the state of California provides. In addition to that, too, community colleges have been, you know, really at the forefront in offering a diverse array of student support services because we support a diverse array of students coming to our campus. Whether you are a traditional high school student or a returning student after a long gap or coming to a community college as an adult because you want to change your career, we have a lot of services that, you know, support that. Um, also, food insecurity is a big thing on college campuses and Orange Coast College, among other community colleges, has a food pantry. You know, so we do provide free groceries and meals for our students. So when you take all of those barriers away, you know, you can achieve pretty much anything that you want at a community college that provides that many resources for our students. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I really appreciate it. And of course, I was also curious about student life in general. So Chris, what can you tell us about life on campus and some of the extracurricular programs you offer? Yeah. Good question. You know, OCC, I like to say, is a community college of first. Um, so <laughs> I'll just kind of list some of our accomplishments through our student organization. So actually, OCC is the four-time national champions in speech and debate. Wow. It was the first community college to actually achieve this. Uh, we have an eSports program. We came in fourth in the nation. We actually beat the school that invented esports. That's UC Irvine, which wow. is 10 minutes away. <laughs> um, so we have a huge honors program. And what's great about our honors program is that it's really focused on, you know, undergraduate research. And also we have a symposium at the end of the year that students can display that. Um, you know, a lot of our professors at OCC also teach at na uh, neighboring universities. Uh, UC Irvine, Cal State Fullerton, Cal State Long Beach, and UCLA, for example. So you're essentially taking the same classes from the same professor, just taking it at a different school. Um, our on-campus student life, too, is really enhanced through our on-campus student housing, um, which is very unique at OCC. Um, we also have a wide range of student jobs on campus. Um, so we're actually the first university or college in the United States with a recycle center. You know, so a lot of students work there. Um, you can be an RA because we have student housing. And also, we have a huge marine science program that a lot of students don't know about. In fact, we have the only student-led research aquarium in the state of California at OCC. So a lot of our students actually work there and volunteer there to manage the tanks, feed the fish, you know, maintain coral life. So there's a wide variety of things <laughs> that you can do at OCC. It's pretty much endless. Well, we appreciate that overview, and it really sounds like you have something for everyone, which leads me to the next question. What is the average profile of an admitted student to OCC? Good, good question. Um, this I want to actually dispel a, a misconception about community college and what the students look like. 
um, these students could have gotten into a four-year university. In fact, many of our students have gotten into a four-year university, but in the end, it really comes down to access and finances for many of our students. So I typically, that's why we see a lot of late applications. They're applying to four-year universities. They get their financial aid and their scholarship offers, and it just doesn't match to what Orange Coast College can provide to them without scholarships. In fact, we don't actually offer scholarships for international students. We have significant financial aid and also the Pirates Program for California residents. Um, but that's the typical profile. And we have really great, strong academic students at the California Community Colleges. So I just want to give you some context. Um, so there's about 115 community colleges in the state of California. We educate 2.5 million students and offer, offer about 400,000 classes. Uh, and about 50% of students graduating from the University of California and California State are transfers from the community colleges. So going to community college in California is very, very common. Um, so, and oftentimes the UC system, especially for freshmen, is very, very selective. So what's unique about California is that we have highly selective public universities. So you do see students at the community colleges sitting in our classrooms that are that have that 3.6, 3.7, 4.0 GPA, but can't even get to, into their top choice school within our public university system. So think about it that way. We have really great students um, that are academically prepared. We also have a lot of students not interested in the academic portion of attending a community college because community colleges transfer is about 50% of what we do. We have really strong career technical programs at Orange Coast College, and we really want to ensure that we provide, you know, just as much amount of attention, filling those classrooms to ensure those our career technical programs are being, you know, supported. So these are programs such as culinary arts, um, aviation maintenance technology, our pilot training program. In fact, you can get your pilot's license at a community <laughs> college like wow. OCC. And also with OCC, we're the only probably the only school in the, and I might be misquoted, but as far as I know, we're the only school in California with a sailing and seamanship program. In fact, we have a $15 million yacht that we use as a wow. training vessel for our students. Um, so those programs are just as important as our transfer. Um, so it's really difficult to say what the typical profile of our admitted students are, because we take students coming from many different academic backgrounds, many different academic and career interests. Um, so yeah, we're just diverse in that way and we have those programs <laughs> to support that. Well, it sounds terrific. And what are the different ways a student may apply to OCC? And is there a benefit, Chris, to applying one way over the other? No, actually, so there's two ways that students can typically apply. So if you're an international student, you would have to apply through my office, the Global Engagement Center. Um, the reason why we have a separate application process for international students is because you need to come on an F1 student visa. So there's different requirements for you as a student coming as an international student. If you are a California resident or you hold US citizenship or permanent residence, so if you're out of state as well, you basically just have to fill out an application online. It's called the Open CCC Apply application and it's system-wide. Uh, you select the college that you wanna to go to. So let's say Orange Coast College. It's really not even an application. It's just a survey <laughs> that students <laughs> fill out. You automatically get admitted. Then after that, the enrollment center will contact you to complete your enrollment steps. Um, there's no, you know, 
I mean, basically, there's two different ways. So I wouldn't say there's one benefit over the other. It just depends on your, basically, your residency type. And I'm sure the majority of your students, once they graduate with their associate's degree, they pursue a four-year degree, and in many cases, beyond that. What should they be looking for when searching for a four-year college after receiving their associates? Good question. Um, so let me just talk about the transfer process in California. It's actually really seamless. So the, all 115 community colleges in California have a direct articulation agreement with all majors at the University of California and California State. Um, so basically, how the curriculum is built for the transfer aspect of it is that you're mirroring the exact first two years as a student going to UC or Cal State University. Um, so there's really no guessing. There's a website called www.assist.org that is going to clearly articulate all courses at the community colleges in California to any program within the UC and Cal State system. So there's really no guessing. Um, so for most students, when they're looking to transfer, they typically will stay within those two systems, um, UC and Cal State, because it's designed that way. But it's also very flexible for you to transfer anywhere. So in total, Orange Coast College transfers students to more than 200 universities a year. And many of these universities, we don't have like a direct articulation agreement. So how articulation agreements are basically built for many schools is that if there's a student applying from a particular community college to a university for the first time, that's how university is going to start to build a transfer articulation database. Um, so you can transfer to anywhere. We have students also transferring out of, the, out of state, private universities, also out of the country. So we have students who do transfer to universities specifically in Canada, the UK, and also U.S. universities that have a branch campus abroad. Um, so what students should really be looking for when they transfer is a couple of things. Um, one is that you want to make sure um, the school has, it's like applying as a freshman, like make sure, making sure the, pro, the school has your program. And as a community college student, you're going to be really just knee deep in completing your general education, that narrowing down your choices based on major should be pretty easy. Um, you also want to look at the cost of attendance. You know, for many students, just accessing a four-year university is a challenge, um, but making sure that you, that particular university can support your financial needs. Um, and basically, as a community college student, you know, the sky's the limit. So, you know, really, you know, pick a university that you feel is the best fit, that's best for you, that meets your career goals, and so forth. And community colleges like OCC also has a transfer center. Um, to help you guide you through that process and navigate all the different schools. We have college fairs like high schools do, you know, <laughs> universities come by and, you know, university representatives will sit down with you to ensure that you're taking the classes that you need to um, transfer to, to their particular university and also their particular program. Well, that's a terrific overview. Thank you so much. By the way, I will put in the show notes, the Office of Admissions to OCC for the students and their parents. Chris, if there are any other resources that you want me to link into the show notes, just please provide them to me and I'll make them available to the students and parents, of course. So can you highlight the opportunities and resources OCC offers for students to ensure that once they arrive on campus, they continue to be successful? Good question. Um, so again, we have a wide range of student support services um, that caters to different types, a diversity of student needs. So, you know, we have a diversity center. We also have the Office of Special Needs. Um, we also have a health center. We also have mental health services. Uh, 
I believe the community colleges were one of the first institutions in the United States to really focus on mental health. Um, we have pre-tutoring, like we had the honors program, we have on-campus student housing. And also a lot of our professors, actually all of our professors are really focused on undergraduate teaching. So it sounds a little generic, but it's actually really true that, you know, our professors are, our classes are not taught by graduate assistants. So they're really taught by professors and instructors that have credentials and that really specialize in the first two years of your undergraduate degree. Um, we make sure that we reach out to students too, to ensure that they're being successful. If they're falling off their classes, you know, we do call them in just to make sure and check up on them. Um, and again, you know, just basic things like, you know, addressing food insecurity is a big thing and it helps with our retention of students. So we have that food pantry that we have on campus and we just have a wide range of things for students to do. So they'll definitely find a community within Orange Coast Colleges, within Orange Coast College. And also there's a lot of sub communities within our college too. Um, so you definitely find your niche, you'll definitely find your peer group at OCC, just because we have so many programs that we offer both academically and student services. Well, you definitely have a lot of programs, both inside of your classrooms and beyond. In fact, I even read that you have a lot of offerings for student athletes. So Chris, what about students aspiring to play sports in college? What does OCC offer? And what advice would you give potential student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? Yes, community college is a really good option for student athletes. In fact, we compete in our own division. It's called the California Junior College Athletic Association. Um, so at OCC, we offer about 23 different sports, both on the men and women's side. And they're really strong at a national level, too. Um, so some of our strongest sports include the aquatic sports, such as swimming and water polo. Uh, we also have the only crew team for community colleges in the United States. So we have students that do compete against other universities, um, really big name universities as well. Um, so oftentimes when they transfer to a university, they often transfer to losing schools, <laughs> as the coaches say. Um, but it's a really great place for students to be seen. So if you're really interested in um, inquiring about community college athletics, like a university, there's an athletics website that you can go ahead and submit an inquiry and just connect with the coaches that way and they'll be in touch with you on trying out or being actively recruited by the coach. Well, we appreciate that information and the insight. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been a phenomenal conversation, which leads us to our last question. What are the top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? Good question. So one, you're going to be admitted to a university or college. There's just so much access out there that you shouldn't worry about not getting into a school. So you might not be able to get into a particular school that you want, but, you know, colleges and universities throughout the United States and even throughout the world offer quality education and you're going to succeed. It just really depends on what you make out of your, you know, out of your experience. So don't think that you're not going to be able to obtain higher education. You know, it's going to happen for you. Um, number two is listen to your college counselor and also listen to the admissions officer. You know, admissions officers specifically want to admit you to those universities that you're applying to. They're there, they're there to provide you tips on how to apply, to do the application process properly. Don't listen to your friends. <laughs> That's one thing. You know, really just listen to the people who are reading your application, the people that are truly going to guide you through the, throughout this process. You know, so stay focused on that part. 
And for number three, you know, find balance in this process as well, too. I know it can be really overwhelming for families and parents, for students and parents, especially the pressures of getting into a particular school and college. But that shouldn't really define your final year of high school specifically. You know, enjoy different parts of high school and your high school experience and make the college experience a part of it, but not the entire experience of your final year of high school. Um, So, you know, do your best in this process. Again, you are going to get into a university and college. If you're looking at rankings, look at those very responsibly and use that with a grain of salt because that doesn't paint you the overall picture of a university. If you have the resources, Um, to visit college campuses, definitely do that because it gives you an indication that this school is the right fit for you. Try to, you know, connect with current students um, as much as you can. Um, And again, just really have fun. It does, it sounds a little bit funny, but I want you to have fun throughout this process. This is actually supposed to be fun, you know, to apply to universities and colleges because it's a culmination of a couple of things, right? It's a combination of your, you know, your accomplishments throughout your four years of high school. But it's also a closing chapter in your, you know, high school life, but also opening a new chapter in your adult life. So have make this process as fun as possible. Well, Chris, thank you so much for those tremendous pieces of advice. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm so happy that we had you on the show today, as I know that this is going to help a lot of students and their parents. We really appreciate your time, your expertise, and your willingness to share with us today. Thank you so much, Chris. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Aloha. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes.